Hello, and welcome to Sit Down, Shut Up, and Listen. Today's guest, we have my friend Gregory. Hello, Gregory. Hey, how's it going? Good. I'm really good. So, Gregory is a teacher here in Florida, and do you know what I just realized? Wait, what? What did you realize? I realized we shouldn't video record this. Why is that? Because you don't want to be seen. Um, I don't care that much. It, it should be fine. I don't think um, my my principal is just going to go around and be like, Oh, hey, there's that nerd. I'm going to fire him. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> okay, okay, just making sure. So, no, I'm fine. Okay, so Gregory is a teacher here in Florida. He teaches English to the best of the best. Freshman. I would not say best. I'd probably say the less worst. <laughs> oh. No, sophomores are the worst. Freshmen are just little babies. So, would you consider them really good? I like my kids this year. I mean, you like, oh, good. You like yeah. your freshmen. I feel oh, like yeah. they definitely, they're definitely like rated as classes. Like, oh, this class sucks. This class is great. You know, like as a whole. Oh yeah, um, I'd agree with that. I think uh, overall, I would rank it as kind of um, the best would be juniors, because like. I'm screwed if I don't get my grades going. Uh, then seniors who are like, I know what's going on, and I'm just not going to mess with the system until graduation. Freshmen and then sophomores are the worst. I'm actually really surprised you say that. I, I'm surprised you put seniors in second. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like some seniors are the best. And I feel like seniors are either the, the best or the worst, but it depends on the individual. I, <laughs> I think... Um, I think that makes sense. Um, I just think that a lot of seniors go into that senior slide way too quickly. So when they're in class, they just don't care or pay attention. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm already going to UCF. I don't care anymore. Um, um, or, you know, I'll, juniors, on the other hand, like, I have to get into college or I have to um, they're still get ready to graduation. Right. Um, they got to get a credit recovery or the, um, the college application stuff figured out before fall of senior year so right right okay well that was a fun little side combo anyways Gregory is an English reading and writing teacher for the little baby freshman the little wee freshman yeah he's been doing that for six years and we met through your youngest brother Chris ah yes Christopher yeah (laughs) oh that guy yeah right yeah um I think you're super funny super creative and this year for Halloween he will be I think a loan shark yeah yeah I dress as a loan shark I think that was so funny that was so funny he had a, a gigantic shark head and then he wore a suit and uh carried around a briefcase and then everyone we went to like a haunted maze everyone was like all the little kids just went up to him and was like oh, baby shark do 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 baby shark do 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 baby shark do 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 baby shark it was so funny because they don't they don't look at your costume as a whole they probably don't really know they just see the shark head yeah, they just and they're the like we got daddy shark over here let's go <laughs> And they and then they literally acted like you were a celebrity. 
Like, they'd be like, oh my yeah, god, it's a shark, it's baby, it's daddy shark. They'd yeah, like come up, shake his hand, take pictures with him, start singing the song. It was like you were the mascot. Right. One kid that. came up to me and said he was the reason he wakes up every morning. No way! Yeah, that was the weirdest part, I That think. is so funny. How old was he? I don't know. He was like eight, nine. Um, but uh, he was really excited. His little brother was talking to him, and he was going, he was saying things like, um, he was just copying everything his your older brother uh-huh. saying, uh-huh. his older brother's like, oh, you're the reason I wake up every morning. The little brother's like, yeah, you're the reason I wake up. <laughs> that is so funny. I, I, my students don't appreciate that. I'm going to I'm gonna dress the same. I'm going to wear my shark head um, near the end of October in, in class and just teach in a shark head. Oh, that's day. so great. I love that. That's really great. Yeah, who knew sharks could be so influential, you know? I mean... The apex predator. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I, I don't know. I guess that song was just kind of, you know. Too catchy. It's too catchy. Too catchy. All right. So, um, I brought Gray here today. I invited him. Forced. Compelled. Begged. Whatever word you want to use. I don't really know. But I we're think ask go. nicely was like, oh, hey, come on over. Oh, that's sweet. I'll take it. Um... <laughs> But today we're going to talk about the teacher shortage. Yes, the plague of all times. Not not COVID <laughs> plague, but... The other one. The other plague. Yeah. That's, you know, the scourge of America. Less teachers. Yes. So, I am curious on what you know about that. Can you give us some some deets? Yeah, um, I can give some, some details um, about the teacher shortage. So... Teaching has, um, at least from since 2016, has progressively gone down. Like, less and less people want to be teachers. Right. I mean, over a quarter million teachers are leaving the profession every year. And they have been um, uh, since 2016. And the, uh, the, um, what's it called? The U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics said that it's going to continue on that path for the next decade. Really? Right. Um, and it's bad because we're only... Um, it's, it's, it's so stupid. But um, we... Uh, college graduates, so new teachers, mm-hmm. there's only about 160,000 every year. So we're losing... We're having a deficit of like 100,000 teachers every year. Yikes. Um, so, and, and that's bad. And, you know, in the first... Five years of teaching, you lose 44% of new teachers within those first five years. So, I made it to my sixth. I'm, I did it. You did it. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm, that's I'm, actually huge, especially with what's going on. Right. Um, so, I mean, that's just, like, the most basic statistics. And um, there's a lot of reasons for it. But, um, although it's just, it's just so... It, it affects everything... You're right. ...that's happening around us. Um... So I think there's a lot to talk about for it. Right. Um, because if teachers continually leave, that leaves... Um, that creates a lot of issues, right? Yes. Like, our uh, needs aren't being fulfilled, ultimately. Like, class sizes will have to get bigger when we want them to be small. Even where we are right now, we're trying to get them to be smaller. But if teachers are leaving, they're going to be bigger from where they are right now. 
And then if we're like, well, uh-oh, we're missing several teachers in every school, are we going to just make class sizes larger, making it more difficult for teachers to do their job and reach all students? Um, or are we just going to try and get whoever we can? Yeah, I think uh, I think you've kind of hit every single one of those points um, that like problems are being created because, <laughs> like, like I said, it's really dumb right now. It's so stupid because um, what they're trying to do is they're trying to fill in these spaces with unqualified individuals. So that's what they are doing currently. Right. You think they're doing a mixture of creating larger class sizes and right getting unqualified teachers? Uh, Class sizes are massive right now. Um, so, how many students would you say on average do you have? Uh, I my biggest class is uh, twenty eight kids. Uh, oh, okay. Twenty eight students. That's not too bad. That's that's pretty average. That's pretty. Um, that's pretty good. Um, but then you have to consider everything that goes in. Uh, a, a amount of total students I have, I have about 80, uh, 83 right. students. Right. Um, which we have to put in, uh, and I teach three preps. So I teach English, writing, and intensive reading. Right, so you, right. Right, so I have to put in three grades, um, uh, one grade per class per week. So I teach three preps of English one. So I have English one, English one, English one, and then writing, uh, intensive reading, and then writing. So I have to get a total of six grades in every week um, for you know, 80 kids, eight times, uh, sorry, 80 times six, that is how many grades I have to put in every week. And that's 240 grades um, every week, so 240 papers to put into the grade book. Um, and all the teachers, I'm lucky, <laughs> some teachers have like 35 or 40 kids in their classroom right yeah. now. I think you mean 480. Oh, four, I, I don't know math. I'm not a math teacher. <laughs> all right, math is, is for nerds. <laughs> actually, okay. that's, that's actually what's really funny because um, math, like high school math, is the third uh, profession, like the third teaching profession. Uh, it's in with, with like the third biggest loss of teachers is secondary is math? math. Yeah. What's like the biggest need right now? Secondary education. Uh, no, sorry, um, uh, special education. I'm sorry. Oh, Special education. Special education. There is a... Hold on, I got my... It got in my notes right here. Uh, I was shocked by this. Um, it said that 71% um, of districts in America say they have a special education teacher shortage. Wait, how many? 71% of... Um, so why do you think that is? Um, Special education is the most varied and difficult to teach. Yeah, it it's, is. It is really, really hard. It's not a job for just anyone. Not that teaching, I mean, teaching is not a job for just anyone, but that's like definitely more of a niche. Right. Right? I mean, teaching is a niche, and then you get into special education, and that's um, an even narrower spot to be in. You have to have a lot of patience to be a teacher, you have to have a lot of patience to be a special education teacher. I think the hard thing about special education is it comes to like capabilities and severity of the needs. Right. Those needs are just much more intense. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, oh my gosh, there are so many um, 
stories about that, that I can tell you because each student, like we differentiate instruction, right? Right. Um, but for special needs, it's you different. You On a have, whole other level. It's a whole other level because, I mean, I have kids who, like in my intensive reading class, I have kids who can't read. They're like a fourth grade, fifth grade reading level when they're in high school. But in special education, like, you know, that may be the worst thing. Or they may have a 504 IEP plan. It's like, oh, they can't see or they can't hear properly. Right. Uh, or they need to go to the bathroom more often than, than somebody else. But in special education, you have things like, um, you know, you have autism, Down syndrome. Uh, you have students who are nonverbal. You have students who are too verbal. <laughs> <laughs> Um, who, who just want to, who have a fixation on like a certain topic and you're like, no, please, um, I, I love to hear about the trains, but. <laughs> right, right. And the hard thing is like, those kids have such specific needs, each of them do, that ideally, it's like they all just have a one-on-one. But you have a right. te- one teacher for like, maybe a class of around 10, but they all really need that like one-on-one attention but there's this one teacher in there with maybe an eight or two but it's that's still not one-on-one which is probably what they really need right <laughs> no so they, that's that's a huge issue right um every one of those students needs i mean it's it's special education they need specialized instruction, instruction. and attention yeah and attention right um and I don't know. I think one of my one of my uh, special education teacher friends kind of like said it best that um, that I may only have twelve students, but it feels like fifty. Yeah. Um, which is just really honestly the truth for that kind of um, in that area. Yeah. So going back to like um, teacher shortage, what? Do you think like? I guess did I already say the reasons? <laughs> no, we didn't. We didn't. We, you, you said some reasons, but um, there's a lot more. That... Okay, do you want to add? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, uh, according to a, um, there was a survey done. I, I think it was from Frontline Education, like the big education uh-huh. you know, company out there. Yeah. They they when they interviewed um, most teachers, uh, most schools said that the reason for the teacher shortage is that um, most teachers are just unqualified like who come into it just are unqualified and then they leave really that's yeah it was a, weird that does not seem accurate no i i, I think it's a bunch of that's malarkey. bs that is uh, so i think that's just bs a, i think that's that in my opinion i think that's just schools and districts trying to cover the you know their asses yeah uh, oh, wow. are we allowed to curse on here? Can I, I curse? Yeah, I'm cursing. Yeah, they. Totally okay. It's just them, you know, fucking. All right. Well, I'm. <laughs> but s- the re- the second yeah, reason. Yeah. Okay. What do you say? Yeah. The second reason was um, salary and benefits were just could not match up. Oh my gosh! I'm gonna go off you, okay, boy. Okay. <laughs> okay, go. <laughs> okay. So, like, all right. So I sort of am a teacher-ish. I guess I'm not really anymore. But I was for a few years. I'm subbing currently. And I'm actually working at a school, and they want me to come back because why? Shortage. Well, actually, that's not why they like me. They like, I'm a a good good at what I do. And they want me back because I am good at what I do. They know that I can fulfill a need. And um, I guess that's it. It's like they like me, they know I'm good at it, and I would be fulfilling a need. Right. 
but I told them last year, like, like I'm not doing this. My intention wasn't even to sub. My intention was to find another position. But as I was trying to figure out my life, I haven't, um, you know, settled into something else yet. I've kind of just been exploring, and some time has passed. I'm like, okay, I should have a steady income uh, as I'm exploring. So that's kind of why I'm back to subbing. I'm subbing as I'm exploring now. Well, okay. So, (laughs) um, I'll save my question for later. (laughs) Okay. Um, but yeah, for me, the reason why I'm not teaching anymore is because there's so many reasons. There's so many issues in education. There's so many issues that like just saying that in itself is a problem. Right. Like, it's not like, oh, there's this and there's this. It's there's this and there's this and there's this and there's this and this and this and this and this. Right. Like, for me, I was so overwhelmingly stressed as a teacher because it's not like, okay, we need you to do this today. It's like, okay, this is a priority and then you've got these things. It's no, it's like, this is a priority. This is a priority. This is a priority. Like, you got a lesson plan. You got to teach. You got to grade. You got to communicate with parents. You got to do your email. You got to do your newsletter. And they're all your top priorities. Get them done. And I'm like, can yeah. I, okay, so can I breathe too? Yeah. Can I breathe? Is that okay? No, breathing's not allowed in teaching, it, unfortunately. It's, it's so not. And it's so funny because, like, I almost, like, don't even know why there's teachers' lounges. because, Or it shouldn't even be called a teacher's lounge. Like, teachers don't fucking lounge. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No. I Like, that's where we go to, like, grab a donut and leave. Like, I am never. I feel like we sound like a cop, like cops. <laughs> we need to go to the teachers' house and grab a donut just to just to like uh, uh, eat our stress away. That's I, literally what we do. I've been in the, the all teacher lounge is so out of use. I've been in there two times in my six years at literally like at my school. Yeah. And you walk in and like I don't know if your teachers' lounge is like this, but this is like you walk in and it has like these old couches from like the seventies or eighties. <laughs> Uh, with stains on them, like from coffee spills, and because teachers were drinking all the coffee, and there was a TV, there's a TV in there, like a box TV <laughs> from you know 1996, mm. um, in one of those, um, oh god, you know those like wooden like media center things, like media cabinets. Yeah. Yeah, like and still had a VCR attached to it. Yeah. And like, so, no one goes in there. And that's the other thing that you're kind of running at me of is like going back to like the pay and the benefits and just your whole scene with the the lounge it's like our job is to educate and care for and nurture these children you know to prepare them for their future right right? we're kind of helping move along the future and help them grow and so we put a lot of ourselves into these children and for me i'm super big on like um, nurturing the whole child. I'm not just there right. for their academics. I'm there for their academics and their social emotional growth. And just like, I really care about them as a human. Right. right. I, I want them to succeed in well, who they are. I mean, we see these kids more, I mean, sometimes more than their parents do. Right. Right. It's, 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 sorry, we have great parents. You're a great parent, but. But we see them a lot. We see them, <laughs> we see them, we see them a lot. five out of the seven days a week. So we see them most days out of the week. For their a lot, the majority of their waking hours, right? right. They get up right. in the morning. They're probably like up for about an hour, maybe two. Then we're with them for like what, five, six hours a day, and then they go home for a few hours. But some of them have like organized sports, their extracurriculars. So then they may be with parents for like 
anywhere between one to maybe four hours at night. So right. we might see them just as much right. as so, the parents. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, that's actually really funny because every time we talk, I talk to my teacher friends, we always like, oh, yeah, my kids. My, my yeah, kids I always them. call them my, <laughs> my kids. kids. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I always call them my kids. Right. I don't and, have any of my own children, but those are my children. Yeah, they're our kids. So that's why, like, that whole line of, like, having, like, um, uneducated teachers, that they're, they're dropping out because they're uneducated. No, that's, no, that's such a, BS. It's a bunch of malarkey. And I have a quick question to follow up on something you said, though. Um, you said that you, you know, you put your every waking, like, being into these kids. What was your schedule like when you were a full-time teacher? Yeah, I feel like I didn't finish my thought, hold on, before okay. when we were talking. Oh yeah, right, we, like, we put all this care into our kids, right? And, but we're not cared for in return. No, we're not. Um, like, right, you were just talking about the lounge and how like, why do we even have this lounge sort of when we don't even have time for it? Everything's old and um, like there's so much pressure and expectations on us from from ourselves, from admin, from parents, and we have to do so much, we're like so overwhelmingly stressed. I literally came home every day, went straight to my bed, take a shower, eat, pretty much go back to bed Monday through Friday. Like, if Yikes. people want to hang out, that's not happening. And literally our job is to nurture these kids and help them grow, and we cannot get that in return. Right. I don't know how they expect us to be able to put all of us into them when we are not cared for. Like, right. I literally cannot afford, here in Florida at least, I could not afford to live on my own. I right. can't even be fucking independent. I have to have, like, no, like, I have to be married or have a roommate to just live on my, just, live on just, to have, just to, like, be able to pay the bill. Oh, my God. Like, in, in, in Florida, um, teachers make, you know, about, like, from the, in comparison to average salaries, we make on average like $3,000, $4,000 less than the rest of the state. It's, it's, it's not. It's absurd. Like the only reason I'm even independent living on my own now is because I was able to live with my parents for a while. Right. Thank, like, thank, thank you, mom and dad for not <laughs> like taking your, your 20, at the time, 24, 25, 26 year old son and being like, we, we don't want you anymore. <laughs> I thank That's you. That's very generous. Like, they was, yeah, I mean, I, so, um, I, thank God for that. But, um, like, no, like, like, I wake, like, my schedule, um, like, you said stress was a major factor. Yeah. Um, most teachers say that, too. I think the, when I was doing research for this yep. podcast, uh, I read someone was like, sick, over 65% of teachers said that a major reason why they're leaving was just yep, stress. Yep, that was, that's me. I'm right. huge on health and wellness. Like stress and then... And I'm sacrificing that. Wages. Yeah. Uh, and that, that causes stress. I mean... Right, right. That in itself causes stress if you're not, if you feel like you can't, if you don't have, like, financial stability. And, um... Right. Yeah. Right, and, I mean, putting your whole self into the, the student is, you know... Like, I, I have not met a single teacher who has gone into education like, yeah, I don't care about the kids. I'm just here for the money. <laughs> exactly. That's why it makes no sense it, no, what they I, said. I, I get up at 5 a.m. every morning yep. for my job. I, I try and get there an hour early yep. so I can set up because 
you know, I got to dip in instruction because the kids didn't get it. All two kids didn't get it. All three kids didn't get it. So I need to make new worksheets so to fit the needs. And then I stay. Uh, oh, this is great. You're gonna love this. Um, <laughs> sorry. Now I'm on my complaining rants. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's actually <laughs> another reason why, like, I could not. <laughs> I just want to do a stretch paper teacher. I know I'm stretching. Ah, yeah. Why? Um, oh shoot! What did you just say? Why Kenzie is? Oh, what did you just say? Um, about like, what about the stress or about the? I think my whole stretching bit just it threw us off. Threw us off. Okay, um, just, just keep going. Okay, yeah. So I went with five. <laughs> I get there, you know, an hour early or whatever. Um, I saved my breakfast my planning period which I don't ever get anymore because we have a huge... We're covering for people, We're right? covering for classes, right. Um, that's the other, like, it's special education teachers, um, substitutes, and then secondary math teachers. Though overall, elementary has it worse, unfortunately, um, with, with teacher shortage. Um, and it's just so... Because like, I, I, I spent over one-third of my planning for this quarter subbing. No way. And then right. how do they expect you to be ready for your kids? I, I wasn't. And succeed, exactly. <laughs> I was then, not ready. Then if you're covering for teachers because there's a shortage, you can't be ready to teach your kids and you're winging it. And, but they're expecting that out of you. Right? right. Are they expecting you to cover for other teachers? Yeah. The, the, that's an expect, that's, that's, a, that's not okay. For that to be an expectation. Oh, we're going to have um, our math teacher cover English today. That's not even their area of expertise, and they're they're taking away the time that they should be grading and preparing a lesson or helping. Like, oh my god! Well, yeah, it's it's so because like I mean, I've and had, they're literally thrown into it. Right, I've had some teachers like, oh, it's not too bad. I mean, like, no, it's pretty bad because um, a, a teacher has to have like sub plans uh, for the kids. If they don't have sub plans, then you're, you're just ex- totally winging it. Like, you have to then. Dude, like, just, we can't, the kids are, like, losing an hour of learning at that point. Right, right. And um, we're, so behind. we're just sitting there making sure that they don't, you know, kill each other. I had a kid, uh, one time I was subbing, I just literally, um, like, try and crawl out of the classroom because they were bored. Oh, my gosh. Um, and right. And I, I was like, get up, sit down. But, yeah. like, because they had nothing to do, so, like, I'm going to try and make a TikTok or snapchat for my friends of me crawling through this classroom or whatever i mean luckily i'm a good teacher and i'm you know paying attention to what they're doing but you know if you know if they're crawling out of the classroom then someone steps on them that's a lawsuit mm-hmm. you know or um that's that's um, disciplinary action against me and like if there's so much stress that there's no wonder why there's a teacher shortage um with this kind of stuff <laughs> right that kind of brings me to like another issue Open it up. Go for it. Is, I think another reason why it's so difficult is there's a lot of pressure and expectations on us that are highly unattainable because there's so much to do in so little time. Like, you literally have to look at the clock when you get home and be like, all right, I have to go home now because I could literally be here all night working. Right. That's, oh, yeah, we were talking about my schedule. I sub, do my planning, go teach again, have lunch, teach again, and then I stay until you know like two hours later right and this is not there's no overtime in this job no there's no you just have a strict salary and 
we have hundreds of hours of overtime and people are always like oh you get summers off and I'm like and the thing is your 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 breaks your winter breaks your summer breaks your spring breaks those the thing is I feel like I feel like I definitely worked during those times because either I feel like I'm kind of reorganizing the classroom yeah or 100%. I'm planning like you're not really off the kids are just not present during that time you know what I mean? Right. You're not you're, really off. Still the kids looking. are just not present. I'm the entire summer. And you're actually capable of breathing for one. For <laughs> fucking one. All summer, I sp usually in the summer I spend is just um, curriculum building. Yeah. Right, right. And then honestly, because we don't get paid enough, um, I'm talking to my computer. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't get It's your fault, computer. <laughs> I'm like Screw you, Steve Jobs. pointing at my computer. Um... <laughs> But because you don't get paid enough, a lot of teachers find summer jobs. So right. it's or or they're teaching. I literally know a teacher that is also a bartender. Actually, she's a principal. But a principal is a bartender. Yeah, a principal. That's is, absurd. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that nuts? What? <laughs> so a lot of us, it's what? like, oh, you have so much time off, and I'm like, no, we, no, don't. we don't. No, we don't. I um. You think we do, but we don't. Like, I mean, I was saying, like, I'll be like, oh, that's only three extra hours. And I was talking about it's not because I get home, make dinner, I give myself, I, this is my <sighs> treat of the day. I give myself one hour to read a book or watch TV, and then I literally get on my computer and I work on the lesson for the next day and all grade papers. Right. And I don't go, and I do that from typically like seven until 10 o'clock. That's so, so nice. So I nuts. typically give extra, like, you know, five to six hours of, you know, overtime outside of the school. So how do you, like, I'm super big, and I think the, at least the U.S. has become very big on mental health. I'm really big on overall health, like mental, mental health, physical health. How do you keep yourself grounded and managing the stress? Oh, God. Um, that's or, a very good question. <laughs> like, do you? Because this is not easy. Um, okay, this is going to be the most cliche teacher thing you've ever heard in your, your fucking life. Oh, um, what? No, actually, this is great, because um, I'm actually wearing it right now. Oh, um, <laughs> what? No, so, um, my kids this year, there it is, my kids again, um, are phenomenal. Oh, thank I God. I love them to death. Good. Um, and, like, I'm wearing, um, I'm going to cover the district so that um, my superintendent doesn't, like, oh, we should fire this guy. Um, uh -huh. I, I got, uh, we, we are doing, my district is very, um, is trying new things. Let's just, I'll say it that way. They're trying new things. God bless them. They're trying. <laughs> um, um, some, uh, a mental health period every, um, every other day. So, um, we shorten classes by like five minutes and we just, the kids go to like a homeroom and they talk, we talk about mental health. So we talk about suicide, depression, whatever, um, anxiety, test taking stuff. And they gave us, my, my, my school gave us these um, very plain white shirts that are ugly as sin. <laughs> like, and everyone's like, those are ugly. Um, I, I'm never going to wear that in my life. And we're supposed to wear them every time we do that. Oh um, my gosh, And I was really? showing it to my kids, and one of my kids was like, I'll tie that up for you. Really? Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, um, this is a good lesson opportunity. I'll pay a uh, business opportunity. I'll pay you 10 bucks to tie dye my, this shirt for me. And so, uh, so she. Did she, you really? Yeah, yeah. Well, you paid him ten bucks to tie dye. Well, why not? I mean, it's a, it's they're learning how they have a skill and they need to learn that they should be paid for the skills. 
Um, wow, you know what's so interesting? That would not be legal in the state where I'm from. Really? They would see that as, like, unprofessional. Really? Uh, like, an unprofessional, mm, like, connection. That's, like... Well, the uh, parent gave permission, so... Did the parent give permission? Yeah, the parent gave permission. I don't, I don't just hand money to children. <laughs> okay. No, that... Okay. No, okay. I mean, I, I, I saw it as an opportunity, like, hey... Um, that's, like, super sweet of you to do that. Well, I mean, I'm not going to just have child slaves making, you know, dishes <laughs> for me. That'd be... <laughs> That's so funny. That'd be bad. Um, That's so and funny. So, yeah, they made, they made, uh, she made this really awesome tie-dye shirt. Yeah, it looks And nice. I was the envy of the ball. Um, That's really, really cool. Right. The one other teacher tie-dyed his same week, and we wore it the same day. Uh, he, his was in... Uh, From the, by the same student? No, uh, uh, he did it himself. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, all my other colleagues were like, hey, can we... Can we get a tie-dye shirt from, from the students? So you kind of have like a little wow, mini business or whatever. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, because that's, isn't that, all, that's our job is to prepare kids for after high school. You have a business opportunity and you... And you were like teaching them that, like, hey, like, do something with this. Right. Don't did they get it, did they tie-dye it for other students too, do you know, or just teachers? Um, I don't know. I didn't ask. I was just happy to be one of the one of two people to have a tie dye shirt for the longest time. I know everyone's. <laughs> I'm just happy I have a tie dye shirt. I started a trend, I guess. But yeah, <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. But um, so like that's kind of like having really good kids. Um, it makes me excited, and I and I get to teach what I love. I love teaching um about literature. We're doing of mice and men right now, which is one of my favorite books of all the time. Right. Um, and so I get to teach them like, hey, here's the conceptualization of the American dream, here are the problems with it that authors talking about, and, you know, it's it's fun in that sense. What's not fun is the stress that comes with it, because you gotta do everything. Not, you can't just do the things that you love, you have to do everything that comes with it, too. Right. And that's just, you know, stressful as, as hell. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So. Um... <laughs> We, like, went into, like, a whole rant about all the problems with education. There's a lot of problems with education. And you know what the problem is? There's more that we didn't even talk about. Right. Um, Like, I was just thinking of um, parenting. Like, that will the parents, or what do you mean? Like, parents on parenting? Yeah, parents don't parent. Like, Like, I feel like when our parents were growing up, parents were, like, very much more disciplinarian and, but also laid back. Like, oh, you right. get home from school, you play with your friends, like, do, like, they pretty much just go out and play. Right. Right? And then come home. And then if you do something bad, I'm gonna make sure you know you did, did something bad. Right? So then don't do it again. Right. I am all for that. I am all for that. Um, and then... When oh, you're all for the thing called parenting. Yeah, that's this it. Wild notion. <laughs> yeah, and then and then as news starts spreading more rapidly, much more quickly, we start hearing all this bad news, right? Like, like especially with the internet, like we hear bad things all the time, right? right. And then we start getting scared, and so like parents of the more recent and current generation are afraid of everything. So it's like, stay inside, don't go out. And they're like, oh, spanking is abusive? Like, hands off. Like, don't touch right. your kids. So it's a, it's a much more, like, 
child takes authority. <laughs> like, let's keep our children. Oh. Let's keep our children isolated, uh, not playing outside. We don't want them to get hurt. Um, I'm gonna let my kid decide what they want, and if they freak out, let's just give them an iPad, and they'll feel better now. <laughs> I really don't. That's like how you not parent, right? Right. But that's parenting today. That's hands off. That's very hands-off, and that's how a lot of parents parent today. And unfortunately, if parents can't parent, teachers... Can't pa teach. Can't teach. That's a great way to put it, yeah. And so right. teachers, which brings me to another issue, aren't fucking just teachers. You go to school to be a teacher, and then what do you become? Not only a teacher, but you become a parent. And if you become a parent, yeah. you Papa also... Papa Greg right here. Yeah, if you become a parent, you also become a counselor, because if... Parents aren't parenting, especially like maybe kids feel neglected, like, or they right. feel abused, or um, something's wrong. You become a counselor because they have issues. Like, you wear so many fucking hats. I yeah, that is that is one of the most teacher phases out there, wearing so many hats. Right, and the thing is, it's not just for one or two kids. It's for it's dozens for, it's, of kids. I I'd say it's for almost every kid. Um, that's what I'm saying. That's, yeah. what, that's what I'm oh, saying. Oh, okay. it's, for I, it's like for all the kids you have. Sorry. And what sucks is like you can have a kid, which brings me to my next problem, right? It's just, it's like, it's a ripple effect, right? So if you have great parents or great kids ready to go, you're ready to teach them. But then you have kids in your class not ready to go, like, well, shit. I have kids with such different needs, different capabilities, different levels, and yet I'm teaching this one concept, but I have to reach both of you guys. Oh, yeah, God, you're in yeah, such yeah. different places. Oh, wait, but there's not just you two. There's everybody else going through their own different struggles, learning in very different ways, being at such different places and such different subjects. Right. And some of you guys have it so bad, you have outbursts. And then, can I teach with an outburst? No, I can't. Like, no, you can't. <laughs> so, it's just every problem is a ripple effect. And, I, I, and, and it's like, if we don't reach the district's expectations... It's all fault. Then we've <laughs> failed, and their expectations are what's so overwhelmingly stressful. It's what makes us work way past our hours, and yet it's not. And it's, it's even like if we do something great, it. I feel, at least for me, I have not really gotten acknowledged. Right. I. I. For I, I feel yeah. actually that, that's actually really funny. Um, Oh, that's yeah, you, hilarious. No, no, no wait. <laughs> Hold up. So time funny. Out. I like time love out. laughing at it. No, wait. Um, I, I mean, like, I was, no, because it, it's just kind of interesting because. Um, <laughs> this video is not going to work. I keep just stretching. It's okay. <laughs> okay, keep going. No, it's okay. We can, I can, at least you have a video that you can overlay with my sweet dance moves. Yeah. But, um, like, the, you're right, there was very little appreciation. Remember the beginning of COVID when everyone's like, God bless those teachers. They're the <laughs> foundation of our entire country. Oh, salute them. Like, oh, you're going to give us high pay? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> like, screw you. I know. It's just, oh, remember, I, I thought actions were bigger than words. Right. But I guess, I guess not. I, well, I mean, uh, this is something that, I mean, I... I'm very lucky. My my school has some really good parents. Yeah, um, I've actually been blessed with pretty good parents. I, so. I've been blessed with very good parents. Um, but some parents have... I'm going to get in trouble for saying this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> some parents have the district by the balls. 
Oh. And, um... No, you're totally right. Right. Um, I, I, I'll, I'll tell you a, um, a, uh, well, actually, no, I should not say that. Um, I'm keeping my mouth shut. Um, but there's been examples of students committing, you know, uh, I guess you can say, um, making disciplinary, having disciplinary issues against staff members. Um... Like, throwing things at them, or, um, you know, right. flipping tables, and then, you know, if ad if you have good admin, then they get, the kid gets in trouble, and then a parent walks and says, oh no, my kid's not gonna serve detention, um, and then, you know, if the, if they know somebody, and then they're like, I'm gonna take this to the district, I'm gonna sue the school, then the district's like, okay, you know, what, what's, what's better, losing, you know, our money, or just letting this kid not have detention? And so, you that's know. That's so bad. Right. That's and then, so stupid because that, it's that's the child's you lose fault, all, too. Well, you lose all credibility at right. that point. Um, and I think that goes back to our the teacher shortage problem, too, because with the teacher shortage, everything else is affected. Because with less teachers, there's less learning happening. And instead, you're trying to fill in those spots with maybe people who are, um, who may be experts in their field, but not experts at teaching. Right. That's so right. That's so different. That actually reminds me of college professors. Right. I feel like so many professors know their shit, but they don't know how to transfer their shit. Right. That's why it's all lectured, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, they all just say, like, like, listen to my it's words. It's great that you know molecular biology, but can you make me understand my biology? Can you make me biology? know this, please? Yeah. Right. Don't just... Uh, it's, like, it's like doctor versus patient. It's great, doctor, that you know all this terminology, but make your patient understand. That's the same thing with college professor to student. Right. Eventually, yeah. they will gain that knowledge, but you cannot just spew, like, scientific terminology at them. Right. You, you, a lot like, of, you know what I mean? Right. A lot of people... Takes time. Right. A lot of people think a teacher is being the sage on the stage, you know, standing up there and going like, oh, this is all my knowledge, and you all leave... You all this... This is my favorite one that people keep saying, like, you are... Like, you are this empty glass, and I am the water pouring the knowledge into you. Wait, first off, gross. Um, second off, <laughs> like, no, that's not how it fucking works. Like, you gotta, yeah. kids gotta, you know, pour their own water. You're not the one, you're not a waiter. You know, <laughs> <kind of pan. laughs> that's such a funny analogy. It works in my head, okay? That's all no, I know is. what you mean. They have to immerse themselves in the world. Kids the have to take control of their own learning, and, um... A lot of teachers, when you have teacher shortages and then you have people replacing those teachers, like with, um, say, like, here's a really um, good example. Uh, at my school, uh, my wonderful school that I really like working at, don't fire me, um, <laughs> that we had a teacher who was just across the hall from me, really smart guy, like, extensive vocab, talked to me about anything, and I'd be like, oh my god, there's so much knowledge you can give to me. And, but he, he, he didn't know how to teach. Uh, he didn't know how to, um, you know, walk around the classroom to make sure kids weren't on their phones. He didn't know how to send a kid downstairs if they, you know, got in trouble. Or how to write a student mm -hmm. up for disciplinary issues or for disruption or failing to follow the request. Um, so they would just say, here's your, home like, this is what it is. Here's your homework. Do your homework. And, like, kids don't do homework anymore. Like, uh, at least we're not supposed to give out homework because the kids won't do it. Really? Um, yeah. Um, so your school doesn't give out homework? They they say that you can give out homework, but they strongly discourage it. Because they just don't do it? Because kids don't do it. 
Um, wow, that's and, actually really not the right way to handle that, I think. I don't think so either. I give because, my kids homework. <laughs> because, because that's saying, oh, that, that, that's putting the kids in power. Right. That I you're mean, literally putting the children in power. Right, and when you have homework, you're, giving the, you're putting the kid, um, and a lot of studies say, um, otherwise You're teaching the them accountability. You're right. giving them it's, practice in, their, in the subject. They take charge of their own learning in that sense. You're right, and then you um, figure out who's going to um, be responsible and who's not. Right, and I think um, also, like, you don't just give homework to give homework. Um, like, in my class, at least, um, I, um, I do what's known as a seven-minute lecture. But for seven minutes, I'm going over this stuff. I am modeling for only seven minutes of right. Good. I have a block. I uh, so for uh, and so for the other forty-three minutes, it is uh, for seven minutes of I do it, then a few minutes of we do it together. Uh huh. So like we'll, we'll the I do, we do, you do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, the rest of the time uh, they're doing it in groups, so they're doing it individually. And then I say, okay, for homework, you are finishing. Like we did questions. One through five together. Like I already did questions one, two. I showed you how to do those. You did three, four, five with each other. Now you have to do six through ten at home. And that gives them. I and it's worked out so far at least. I feel like it would because yeah, they did the majority with support. Right. They did half. Like it's it's not hard. Yeah. Like homework shouldn't be impossible. Homework should be um, like, oh, I'm practicing and I'm using what I learned in class, or I'm finding out tips and tricks to do it. Right, and you're figuring out how well you know it by yourself. Right, and then in the beginning of the next class, we, we go, um, I collect it, I say, okay, now um, let's look over it. And then we, um, we go over like five through, oh sorry, six through ten, and like, okay, so um, I'm just going to say a fake name, fake name. Um, I'll just say student A, I guess. Uh, student A, um, what what did you get for this? That's kind of okay. How do you know that this is an idiom? How do you know this is like ironic? You know, whatever it is that we're doing. Right. Um, and I think with the teacher shortage, that this becomes harder and harder to do because I can't. I don't have time to grade homework. Right. I have. I I can only you know um, teach what the district or the state forces me to teach um mm -hmm. the wonderful curriculum that they forced me to teach <laughs> i am not a hostage uh, <laughs> um don't, don't send help um um and then like you said it's a ripple effect so yeah. less teachers means less kids learning less kids learning means we have less um students doing being, jobs, produ being productive, being productive, and being challenged, and being challenged, and then we have um, students who are, you know, after high school, they're going to jobs that um, that are losing um, college-educated jobs. Now we need non-college-educated jobs, but you do need a literacy rate to do those jobs too. Mm -hmm. Like you can't be a manager of a construction sites if you you know don't know the rules and expectations of the construction sites mm -hmm. and you have to be able to read to do that so you have to be able to do simple like problems right um and if you can't do basic math how are you supposed to measure something right. and understand the um ratios of things right um and or like if welding god there's like dozens of ways to different to weld and it's one of the most important jobs we have here 
But if we don't have teachers teaching shop class because we can't get teachers to teach shop class because teachers, we're not getting enough teachers to teach, then those jobs are going to other countries. Oh, we're not, we're like, we, people who, we need welders and they can't learn how to weld if they don't go to shop class. Right. Or whatever. I know it's, it's a, like I said, it's a huge ripple effect and it affects our entire culture and economy and all that jazz. Right. Right. What do you think about schools becoming more tech-centric? Um, what can you can you uh, elaborate on that for me? Oh, wait. What also, what's your what's your actually first? What's your school's phone policy? Phone policy? Yeah. Uh, we have a pretty good phone policy. Uh, we we leave it to a teacher's discretion for the most part, but there's the encouragement that phones should go like if you catch a kid with the phone, it goes downstairs downstairs writes a, takes the phone away they write a slip and the kid can turn the slip in to get the phone back okay um my phone policy is a little bit nicer i if a kid comes like like that goes in your book bag if i see it again it goes on i have this uh so you like a warning first yeah i have a warning first because i mean they're addicted to their phones yeah. and everything is on the phones now right so like sometimes they do work on their phones or they read a book on their phone so um Right. Yeah. It's, so uh, I, I, I give them a warning first. And most kids, uh, they follow the warnings. Otherwise, I've been pretty consistent. Like, no, that, that goes downstairs. Goodbye. Yeah. Okay. Be back in, in five minutes all as you're cutting class. <laughs> so how do you feel about um, this kind of diverging from our topic? That's fine. But how do you fe- feel about schools becoming more, like, they're, I guess it's kind of different for you because you're secondary. So maybe I should skip it. No, no, ask. Ask away. I mean, how often do you, like students use computers? Is it quite often? Quite often in my class. So with, um, for my district, and for most districts in America, uh, with the start of COVID, with the onset of COVID, yeah. um, you know, we lost an entire quarter of learning, basically. Yeah. Our district did a very good job. Um, this is... I'm, I'm praising you, I'm praising you, uh, <laughs> Mama Superintendent. Um, <laughs> um, they did a really good job getting computers to kids in need so they can do virtual learning. Mm-hmm. So um, now that virtual learning was all wash because it was all asynchronous. So we weren't going on webcams and, you know, like doing attendance for kids. We were just putting it up there for them, um, which I mean, I get, but... Mm-hmm. Um, and so they decide, like, okay, um, if a kid gets quarantined, they still need the computers, so we're just switching over to Canvas, which is the program we use, which is where we put all our, like, um, it's like assignments. a... Assignments. Assignments. Yeah. It's like a Moodle or a, uh, a Focus or a Gradebook. Right. Um, program. And we, uh, they each have a computer, they each have a charger, um, that they totally never lose or break um um and and so i do most of my stuff on computer uh in that sense like they turn things in because it again i take all my work home so it makes it easier for me to open up my computer check this stuff and yeah um and grade yeah okay so i guess i'm just thinking about it from like an elementary school teacher's perspective i yeah what's what's the elementary perspective i think we've become too tech-centric like are they're introducing it I don't know 
Like we're 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 becoming like the twenty first century. We use technology for so many things, and I just kind of I would rather pull back on that, just because, like you said, we're all addicted to it. Right. And I feel like we lose our humanity. <laughs> okay. Because now we're getting to big theme topics. I yeah. know. Um. Right, like we... especially with the younger grades, I right. feel. Audius Huxley, let's let's listen to you. <laughs> I just feel like with the younger grades, we really need to highlight social skills and um, not technological skills right. as much. Like, that needs to be limited more in elementary. Maybe once they get to upper elementary, bring it in more. Right. But really, for primary, I would totally be okay with not having it at all, but they introduce it in kindergarten. Oh, I hate that. Um, yeah, I like. I mean, I'm sure because the thing is, I'm sure all those kindergartners play with their phones or iPads at, at home, home, or potentially yeah. even phones at home. So it's like it's not like they're not tech savvy already. I guarantee it. They're all pretty. They, they damn know what's, good on what's a phone. they know what's going on. Yeah, um, so I think they really need to focus on like social skills and fine gross motor skills. You know, like. Yeah. I don't think that really needs to be introduced. Well, later. I mean, because, like, that's just a science of development. <laughs> I mean, right. Yeah, and the thing is, I feel like we're losing social skills. Like, people our age, I feel like I come out as the better person. Like, the more, <laughs> I'm the better one. <laughs> oh, you're just so great. Oh, my gosh. Let's all strive to be you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I just feel like I'm You're very typically carrying, thank you, right. I feel like I'm typically carrying the conversation or initiating the conversation when I'm with people my age. Right. And I don't bring a phone, actually when I go out to like a meetup, right. I don't bring my phone with me because I want to be present because I know I'm going to like... Look at my phone. There's always the and I the don't know why. Right? Yeah. I don't even know why. It's a habit, and so I'm like, I don't even need to look at this. This is stupid. It's kind of like a. Um, it almost looks the same as a. Um, I someone said it looks the same as a casino. Phones look the same way as a casino with all the bright lights and the notifications. Trying to remember. <laughs> I try to remember who said that. Um, That's funny. But no, you, you're totally right, and I mean, it, education is affected by all of these things. That's the big problem. Right. Like, um, is I think that's like one of the biggest. I think education is like the biggest problem going yes. on. Yes, let's the world. not be educated. No more education. No more <laughs> education. No more it's, education. There's, there's just a lot of issues in it, and yet, like, we all, like, everybody's. I don't spend so, it's like, okay, when we grow up, we spend so much time in schools. Right. And that's where we learn so much of what we know now. Well, most of us spend, you know, even 13 years in school. Right, and it's not even just academics. It's like we're molded by that experience because it's also the people we hung out with, the teachers that role models for us. It's a lot of, like, that has made us who we are right. today. And so if that area if education as a whole is in great need of reform that's like a huge red flag that's right like, that's like so bad 
you know, because that really makes everyone who they are if they go to a school. It just really molds us, you know? Right. It's the, um, education's the foundation for every other damn thing in this, <laughs> yeah. that goes on. I mean, you can't be a doctor unless you went to school. Yeah, you so, <laughs> and I think another, here comes another issue, is like, misinformation, right? Is like, what, what, or like, what do we teach? What do we teach? Is what we're teaching important, applicable, relevant? Is it accurate? Right? right. And it, the thing is, education's ever changing. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. it always changes with the times, and I'm, it's becoming more and more, like, questionable. I, okay, so what do you mean by questionable? Um, like, okay, so I'm from Seattle. Right. And that's, like, super woke, and I'm not woke. Super woke. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, so, like, some, actually, I just talked to my brother today, and um, the Seattle School District is, like, I guess I can't quote this because I didn't read it myself. I'm, I would just be quoting my brother. Oh, we're going to get into race. Are you ready? Oh, you're talking about critical race theory? Yeah, I guess. Is that what you're so. mentioning? Yeah, I'm not a fan of like, <sighs> like they're starting to like. You want to skip this question? <laughs> I just feel like they're teaching race, which is fine, but I think I don't know. It can. I guess it depends on how it's approached. But I feel like... It's a put, complex issue. It is. I feel like they're putting race into every little thing, even if it's irrelevant, to the point where it's like, okay, we're going to put race into every aspect of our learning. And if you do that, it becomes racist. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Um, I don't know much about that. I'm not really qualified to... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm also not it. qualified to talk about that. Uh, I we do don't know, have to get into that. Well, right. Um, I do know about um, that. Um, I mean, if you want to talk about a little bit about it, I do know what's going on, like, with Texas right now has been kind of... What? The big... Oh, okay. So, like... So, with the <sighs> everyone's fear of critical race theory, which, by the way, is only a class in law school. It's mm -hmm. a law school class. It is not in elementary school. It's not in high schools. Uh, at least not from what I've seen. Um, I don't know, maybe there's some ran random school in California that's doing it, I don't know. But um, Texas was like, hey, let's pass a law to make sure that um, every side is, um, represented. is represented, which has good intentions behind it, I think, but it's also like that's a reactionary law. You can't have a law that's reactionary to anything because what happened was that um, they're at a school district, um, like, board meeting or whatever mm -hmm. and um the one of the one of the um one of the board members was like okay so um like they're walking through the schools and like okay so according to the law you now have to have um books that show the opposing side to the holocaust what the hell right the, yeah right like ah yes the opposing side to the holocaust you mean the Nazis. <laughs> and I, I, I'm sure that's not what they meant. I'm sure that's what not... What do you think they meant? I think what they meant... Like, I mean, first off, stupid way of saying it. Also, like, there is no alternative what's, side to the Holocaust. What's the, what's the Nazis' perspective? 
What's Hitler's first value? Like? I, you know, I don't want to know because I really because the it's wrong. <laughs> um, oh, like I mean, the like saying like opposing views, like point and counterpoint type thing. Not like um, this is why they did something. It was a uh, like oh, what's the um, counterpoints to to uh, the Holocaust, which is you know the most bizarre thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, I so. Um, so I like education is touched by every single facet of the change in culture, um, because laws are being passed that um, that about whether it be about race, whether it be about religion, whether it be about um, you know social justice issues, about um, external affairs like with other countries or internal affairs in our own country uh, everything that touches on education or education yeah, touches right. on every single one of those subjects so i think that um i think there's a lot to talk about for that and i think that's what causes so much stress for us yeah totally right it's not just about academics it's about it's not, so many things it's about so many things it's like so beyond that i like how how like if you ask someone what a teacher does it's like oh they teach and it's like that's just so laughable like they teach me math and science i'm like (laughs) (laughs) that was really good fake crying (laughs) (laughs) um thank you you're welcome (laughs) um so back to the teacher shortage (laughs) yeah oh yeah Um, um oh yeah that's right um how can we bring teachers back? How can we get people to want to be a teacher? And how do we retain great teachers? Oh, okay. Um, fuck. <laughs> fuck, yeah. That's, um, fuck, that is a big question. Because I like, um, I have mixed feelings about what's, about a lot of things. And the mixed feelings, <laughs> But one of the things I had the biggest mixed feelings for is that um, now we're in a time of education where teachers are overqualified now because we get different certifications. We have extra um, like professional planning, professional learning days uh, where we learn new techniques. We get updated on things, and but um, which is awesome. We're some of the most educated teachers of in all of history now because of that. But also, please stop forcing me to get uh, all these certifications. I don't need seven certifications. Is that what they're mm-hmm. asking for now? Well, wait, wait, so what, what did you graduate with? Uh, I graduated with English and secondary education degrees. So I double majored in that. Um, and I have my reading certification. I have my ESOL certification. Wow, that's uh, really good. Right, and they want me to get a gifted certification. And they want me to get special education certification. And... Uh, right, on top of what you already, already fucking do. Right. Um, so, like, which is... so for And the thing is, te- you don't even need those certifications because your life experience in the classroom already, I feel like... Does a lot Does most of what you so, already need. Would I say if they want to keep good teachers? Leave them the fuck alone. <laughs> <laughs> Leave us alone! Give us a fucking like, break. Like, stop, stop forcing... Like, if, it, if it's... Ask yourself, can this... Meeting be an email. I don't need to spend an hour... That's so true. ...going over... Most meetings are a waste of fucking time. And right. that's in every profession. Right. I mean, I don't need to spend an hour going over the data. 
just email me like, hey, the data's up. Look at your data so you can talk to your kids about it. Okay. Yeah. Five seconds, I'm yeah. done. Meetings um, need to be 10 minutes and then they need to be like, so, be here this time sharp or we're leaving at this time. Yeah, like, so if, or they don't need to have it. Leave veteran teachers alone. Put all that time and effort into new teachers. Because, like we said before, most teachers leave within the first, first five. five years. So, build a program around that. Um, our school has a mentor. I, I'm going to just talk from my experience. Um, there's a mentor program for, for new teachers. Yeah. Uh-huh. My mentor, nice guy, never... He, he taught me one thing, and that's how to log into the phone. Wow. I, I learned everything else on my own. Those kids did not learn anything. I am so sorry. Mm. <laughs> uh, they're graduating now. They're, they're probably doing something important. But, I mean, uh, you, you, like, keep that mentorship program going. Right. Um, with but, great right, mentors. Right, with great mentors. Give time and energy into put into new teachers. Yeah. Um, second, raise the pay. And, 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 and the reason I'm saying that is, you know, everyone always says, oh, yeah, we want more money. Teacher pay has actually gone down in the past 20 years. What do you mean? So, is um, that by state? Is like that the Florida? average pay rate for teachers has gone down nationally. Uh, Indiana's the worst. Their pay rate's gone down by 15%. Wait, wait, where? Indiana. Indiana? Yeah. Florida it was about 7%. Has gone down by 7%. And by that, I mean, like, they're not saying, like, oh, we're going to pay teachers less. They're offering, they haven't moved the pay to match living expenses. Gotcha. So we're paid 10% less than 20 years ago in right. some places. Um, and it, it's just the only, like, a few places, a few states have gone up. Um, yeah, actually, I think where I'm from, Washington, teachers get paid really well in Washington now. Right. right now. The ones that, the top five were uh, North Dakota. I'm just looking at my notes. Uh, North Dakota, Wyoming, Massachusetts, uh, California, and Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Those were the ones that teacher pay actually went up in correlation with living expenses. Mm-hmm. So maybe the pay, like, the pay is not great there, but um, it's, it's still, it, it at least matches living They're expenses. They're correlating, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, well, in other places, you know, like Florida, yeah, Indiana, um, a lot of southern states particularly, uh, pay rate has, um, has, go, has, has gone down right. in comparison. So, um, and the, what was it? What do I have right here? It says, oh yeah, like teacher pay is literally declining over time. So it's That's no so wonder dumb. no one, yeah, no yeah, kidding. it's no wonder no one wants to be a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> like if I'm going to be a teacher and I'm like, oh yes, we'll pay you you know, $35,000 a year. Like, great. Half of that would just go to rent. <laughs> and, and like, and here's another problem that you're making me think of is, um, <laughs> a lot of teachers use their shit pay for the kids. For the kids. And their classroom. Oh my God. I just bought, um, so we get, again, we, we my district's actually pretty good. Um, we get $250, I think it is, or $290 for, for teacher for supplies. But if we don't use it and turn in receipts, we, they don't give us that money. <gasps> no way. Yeah. So I, I went literally, uh, Thursday night 
um, they didn't give money to our um, student. They don't give money to the student government for freshmen. Freshmen don't get uh, student gov uh, money for their club, so all the organization. So I use my teacher pay money to buy things for homecoming. I bought paint and I and and the wow, brushes nice and um, the craft paper, those craft paper rolls, mm -hmm. and I um, it was about like uh, like two hundred dollars or whatever. So I spent two thirds of my money. Uh, teacher money on wow. a club sponsor thing because paint is expensive. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, okay, going back to like pay and what you get. So I taught for a year and I subbed for a little bit in Seattle or near Seattle. Right. And the pay is really good. Like my friend um, teaches special education, so that's a major endorsement. And um, she gets, she's taught, this is like her fourth year with a special ed preschool special ed endorsement and she and she has some training extra training too but she gets paid around 70 grand right now and uh <laughs> uh so she gets paid really good she gets paid nice. 70 grand has even worked for five yeah okay washington state and at least for when, when i taught my first year, you said you get like almost three hundred dollars for your teacher stuff. Right. Um, I think I got a grant. Oh, you, you had like, to apply for a grant. No, no, I got one grand. Oh, yeah, one grand. You my, got a thousand dollars for my teacher Holy stuff. Holy shit! Yeah. Can I? Yo, but actually, me, now um... that I think about it, I didn't get to keep it either. But if you didn't, if you didn't use it for your classroom, you got to use it for like phone bills or rent or whatever. Yeah, they, they do not, ours does not go to anything like that. You have to give them receipts and you have to highlight what the money was used for. So like if I go grocery shopping and I pick up like, say, I don't know, like stickers. Kids love stickers. <laughs> um, they do. They really do. Teen, like imagine a 15-year-old is like, Mr. Mutt, you didn't put a sticker on my essay. Was it really not that good? <laughs> like, nope, wasn't that, wasn't good enough for a sticker. Well, what can I do to get a sticker? Really? Are you yeah. serious? Yeah. That's so funny. Oh my God. My kids are cutie patooties. Uh, <laughs> they are so funny, um, but no, like if you if you don't use all that money, you lose it. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. No, uh, oh, is it okay? It's working. Oh, uh, it's working. Yeah. Uh, we audio people. We thought that uh, it broke. We, we thought you. we thought that the computer was broken for a second. But don't worry, we're saved. Yeah, we're okay. You can hear our magnificent voice still. Um, yeah. It's going strong. Um, Oh my gosh, you know who you just reminded me of? Who? Joe List. You talk like Joe List. He's a comedian. Joe List? I have no idea who that is. Tell you me You should listen to him. Oh, really? Yeah, you guys talk kind of the same. We talk kind of the same? Oh my gosh, yeah. Okay, let's go well, back. What do you want me to say that, that sounds like Joe List? Here, I'll, I'll show you him later. And okay. Then, and then we'll um, go into that. Um, Joe List is not a sponsor of this podcast. Um... Yeah, he's not. Unless he wants to be. <laughs> Joe, you should listen. You should. You're probably too famous for us, but listen. You we should. We want your money, honey. <laughs> we actually do, please. <laughs> um, okay, so just to recap. Let's we talked about a lot. Yeah, let's, let's recap. What do you think? Give me, like, the main causes for teachers leaving. Like, just... Boom, boom, um, boom. Oh, stress, pay, um, and 
uh, 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 great, you put me on the spot. I, I would say... Those um, are big. Those are well, yeah, stress and pay are, are the two biggest, but um, I think that probably the, the third biggest would be... Um, and it doesn't have to be a top three. It could just be, like, stress and pay. Well, yeah, stress and pay are definitely it, but if I, if I was to say a third, uh, I would say too high of expectations. Right. I mean, the expectations are... Unrealistic. Unrealistic. I mean, I have to do everything... And like I said, I have to teach, I mean, we have, men, I have to teach mental health stuff every, uh, every other day. I am, I'm not right. a psychologist. You, right, yeah. right, right, right. It's oh a good God. thing that, it's a good thing that we're doing. It, and I want They to, put stuff on you that you're like. But I'm not an expert. Right. It's not effect. I'm not doing it effectively. Right. They put things on you that is not your area of expertise, but they expect you to do a great job. And it's like, you, I don't even have the time to do a great job. You put this on me last minute. This is not even my area. Like this is not this is not what I do. Right. Oh my god. Um, and just another recap. Bam, 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 of how can we bring teachers on again? Great teachers on. How can we? Oh, uh, leave teachers? veteran teachers the fuck alone. They know what they're doing. They've been there. They like this is not their first rodeo. Like let them. Like let them just let us just teach. Like. God forbid, let us just teach. Um, also, give me money! I want money! <laughs> I can't afford to live! Like, I'm looking to move, because I can't afford to live close to my work. I just can't. Yeah. So, please get, like, at least raise our pay so that it matches living expenses. Because, you know, even though I, I was lucky enough to save up, I, I do not, I, I am losing more money than I am gaining. And I, you know, set aside money after every paycheck. I'm still losing money. That's so ridiculous. Right. Like, I'm doing everything right that right. I was taught to do and told to do, but. Right. And then you said, you know, have the mentorship programs, focus on the new year mm -hmm. teachers. Help right. Them. Focus on new teachers. Like, yeah. they are struggling. Like, look. We, we talk about how people's brains aren't developed until, well, it's like 23. Your brain's 25, not, I 25, think. 25, yeah. 25, your brain's not fully developed. You graduate college at age 22, right? Yeah. So you're still figuring they're, they're it out. Still, they're still little babies. They're still little bobbies. You know, help them. Help those little bobbies out. Yeah. Um, them, them wee children. Like, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're just like, like you know, they're putting on their brand new backpack and like, I'm going to do it. Like, no, no, the fuck they're not. Um, <laughs> like, tell them, like, hey, this is how you do a lesson plan. This is how you, dis like, this is how you uh, keep kids' attention. Here's how right. you, you know, monitor. Here's right. some strategies. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, right. You know, leave veteran teachers alone, help new teachers, adjust all pay to fit all expenses. Right. Um, okay, before we close um i'm just curious what made you want to be a teacher did you know you always wanted to be a teacher uh no actually uh i i originally did not want to be a teacher for um well i mean i i i decided i was very determined to um go to law school really i was very determined to become a lawyer but uh for all the lawyers out there you are doing a magnificent job and bless you because 
you probably have over a hundred thousand dollars of student debt from just law school. Um, like but they I, make good money. They'll yeah, pay back. Some do. Uh, it, That's true. Yeah, it, uh, public defenders they make nothing. Um, I, uh, I I just could not afford law school. It's way too expensive. Um, it just also wasn't in my personality. Um, I decided to be a teacher when I was a junior in high school. You know, I had put out applications to college. This was like my spring semester, and I had to start putting out applications mm-hmm. for colleges. Um, and they were all the places with good law programs. Um, and I was just in my English class, my my English class with uh, Mr. Mr. Russo, good old Mr. Russo. Um, and him and I did not have like a great relationship. You know, this isn't like a Robin Williams, Matt Damon, you know, or what? Wait, no, who was that other actor in uh, Dead Poets? I don't Whatever. know. I don't know. Um, whoever that other kid was, it wasn't like a relationship like that. He was just a normal everyday teacher. But I remember just sitting in his class, um, and he's talking about we were reading The Jungle by Upton Sinclair, and it's some like just he's just talking when a little U shape in the classroom, and I'm just sitting there, and just something about what he was doing just clicked for me and I just kind of realized oh my god this is what a difference is like this is what making a difference looks like and we need this and I want to be this for other people Oh. and like you know I, it's not like I had a huge relationship with him where we talked and gabbed all the time like I mean he was just a normal everyday teacher I would show up to class do his work leave say I'd record you in the hallways we didn't sit and have amazing conversations like a lot of people talk about no i just the way he taught just made me want to be that in my life and help other people you're bringing up a point why it's so important that we have great educators because they're live in-person influencers for the good like in your example, or for the bad. And I think everyone would rather have 100% of positive influencers, especially parents, right? Like parents right. would want to have those positive influencers at their schools. But if we're not gonna take care of like our education and do something about what's going on right now, the we're gonna have more negative influencers as teachers than right. positive ones. Like, 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 uh... Because, like, like we spend so much time in schools. Those right. teachers probably subconsciously make a big impact on every, on the students. Right. You're absolutely right. Um, and, um, yeah, and also I should be paid like an influencer. <laughs> you know? Yeah, what the hell? Give me Literally, there's pay. so many people, like, like, girls that are just like, oh, look at me right now. Oh, look at me right now. <laughs> oh, look at me right yeah. now. And they make a hundred thousand a year. <laughs> yeah. They, um, I want to be pretty too. <laughs> I want to make money from being pretty. <laughs> Why is that so, their job is so easy and they make dough and then your job is so impactful and difficult and challenging and inspirational and you make shit. I do make shit. Um, it's very, <laughs> well, it just shows how corrupt life is, and this is all a joke, and this is all a simulation, and nothing's really real. <laughs> <laughs> and the end. 
my gosh. No, I'm kidding. Um, okay, so you don't want to be a teacher. You want to be a lawyer. That was way too difficult. And you found this this teacher, and you're just like, wow, I think I want what he's doing. I want to be an inspiration. And right. A it's, at that moment, I realized, yeah, this is like, this is what a difference yeah. maker is. Um, like, and I had really good teachers too. Like, I had yeah. um, like shout out to uh, Mr. Southers, uh, Dr. <laughs> Klug, Mr. Dressler, Miss Ortballs, um, fantastic teachers. Uh, all the counselors at the Smet Jesuit High School and all the teachers at the Smet Jesuit High School. Uh, you you really made a difference. <laughs> <laughs> like you really um, like you. <laughs> you 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 may not a lot to all the teachers out there. You may not um, realize what you've done, but you you're doing it. Yeah. Um. So, like, right. I've been uh, actually. Um. I I feel this has been so important. I was literally thinking about this. Um. What? This week. Uh. I've all school has been doing like little drop in the bucket little um. What's it called? Uh, like pieces of paper and like date like affirmations. Yeah. And um, on these affirmations, I just I just took a bunch of them. I've just been writing affirmations for other teachers just to let them know, like, hey, you're worthwhile, and this year sucks. Last <laughs> year sucks. Every year sucks. But we're going <laughs> but, through the suckiness. But I love you, and yeah. I want you to know that, <laughs> other teachers. Um, That's sweet. Right. Well, I mean, it's it's important. It's sometimes people teachers don't hear it enough. So true. So like, true. You're like, yeah, we appreciate teachers. Oh, you're gonna do something? No. 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 Yeah. Um, we'll do the bare men, and then I'm like, okay, do you want the bare men for your child? <laughs> <laughs> I had a really which is which is like so crazy. Like, even though I feel like we get the bare men, we all just go all in for the kid. You know what I mean? Right. We do go all in. My favorite uh, aff- little affirmation that my school did was. Um, like it's it's this really dumb thing, but I I, I think it's funny. Um, it's pointless. It it doesn't help anything, but it's it's cute. Like oh, write down like this teacher deserves an extra payday because, and then uh, if you write a teacher's name and then a reason why, admin will look at it, buy a payday candy bar and put it in your ma- in the person's mailbox. Oh, that's funny. Little, so, like it's like which is you know not what we want, but it's right. it's nice. I yeah. think it's cute. That is cute. <laughs> okay. You're fun to talk to, so I'm going to ask just a couple more questions. Really? Okay. I'm fun to talk to? I did not think I was that fun. <laughs> really? Wow. How long have been going? An hour 20? Holy yeah, we'll, shit. We'll, we'll end it in like 5-10 minutes. Okay. Well, I mean, we can talk for whatever. Okay. Um, you want to do 24 hours? I, I, I can do a 24 hours, but I got Oktoberfest. I mean, I, I got um, good old prayers. <laughs> <laughs> I've got prayers to do. Tonight. No, I got a, I got Oktoberfest to go to at some. I know I'm going too. Oh, shit, you're <laughs> right. I forgot. <laughs> um. Okay. I want you to think of your biggest success as a teacher. What has been like your biggest, most proud moment? Okay. Your biggest fail. Oh my god. And a, a and a super funny moment. So proudest moment, big success, okay. funniest moment, and big fail, and then we'll close. Okay. Um, proudest moment. Uh, well, okay. But, that's really funny because um, 
I don't know, I guess I'm just in that mindset, too, because a lot of people think this way. Uh, like, proudest moments aren't really, or biggest accomplishments aren't really owned by teachers. The We put it on the student, like, yeah, this kid did great and we're proud of them. Um, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Right. Um, so I guess my favorite one is my second year of teaching. Uh, my first year had gone really bad. I started... <laughs> no, like, I, like, the teacher they had before... Uh, like my first, well, I'll tell that for my worst story, but my second year of teaching, um, I, I had this, I was in this closet of a room downstairs of the main building, all the way at the end of the hallway, you had to go through a door, and there were three doors, and I was in the door on the left, and it was very small, I had to fit 30 kids in there, and it was about maybe the size of, um, like from this window to, um, they can't see. Maybe, maybe the audience yeah, can't see. Oh yeah, see. Right, right. So it was. <laughs> it was. A it was maybe room. like. I think you know, your example of it being like a closet of a room is good. Right. It's um. I forgot the video wasn't on anymore. Uh. And. Did it just shut down? Yeah, it shut down. It's got, okay, that's fine. Um. But I. So I'm in this closet of a room, and I'm like, are they punishing me? <laughs> are they punishing me for how bad I did last year? And there's like a there's like a, a window um, on the side that is a one way mirror uh-huh. for the other room. So like admin can literally walk in there and just watch me without me knowing. Uh-huh. Um, and it wasn't because I did bad. It was just because I guess that was just the place that they wanted to put me. Because um, no one ever did that as far as I, what I know. But I had a student, mm-hmm. um, and I was teaching only intensive reading uh, and English. So. These kids had a fourth grade, fifth grade reading level. Mm-hmm. And this student was, you immediately knew she was intelligent, but she couldn't read English. Oh, okay. She couldn't read English at all. And so I spent time with this, and she was a level one. In Florida, you're leveled by one, two, three, four. Three is being on grade level. She was a level one. So that mean that that her literacy was at like I said a fourth grade fifth grade reading level, and I mean, uh, she needs a lot of support. She needs a lot of support, and I spent um, and with that whole class I did this, but with her particularly, I was like, this kid can go places. This kid can be really successful. So um, so we worked every day. Uh, she would come by at lunch. She would come by after, stay a little bit after school. Um, and me and another teacher would help out, uh, one of our migrant center teachers, um, and we would go over vocab, we'd go over phonics, we'd go over um, how to read and how to write and all this stuff. And uh, just last year, she graduated and is going to FSU. Wow. Yeah, she's going to FSU, um, and she knows, um, like, I think she knows English, Spanish, and Korean now. Whoa. Yeah. So, um... She, what did she know? What was she fluent in before? Spanish. Okay, and now she's trilingual. Right, right, and she was um, she was a Dreamer kid, um, and the Dreamer program had just under President Trump um, been uh, cut off, I guess, or stopped, mm-hmm. or paused, or I can't remember. That was in two thousand, you know, seventeen or eighteen, um, and so. Like, she was, she was always talking about how she was kind of scared that she was going to be deported. She was scared that she was going to, um, you know, not have an opportunity anymore. And that um, she, you know, all she wanted to do was be a doctor and help other people. 
And um, she, at the end of that year, she got into an honors class of my, at the end of my freshman year. Nice. Right. And like I said, she graduated with honors from our, from our high school and went to FSU. That's really cool. Right. Now for the biggest failure. <laughs> okay, what? Oh, God. First year of teaching. Uh-huh. I think everyone's biggest failure is, like, first year of teaching. Yeah. Um, I just, I started in October because the teacher before me was a nut job. <laughs> okay. She, like, to give you an idea, her first lessons were trying to teach the kids about astrology in an English class. <laughs> and she spent two months that on... That is so funny. She spent two months on constellations. That is and so And zodiac funny. signs. She has her own YouTube, too, and her own religion. <laughs> it's called... Uh, it's That's called, so Florida. It's, it's, it's almost like a Bacchanonism oh, from... It's almost like Kurt Vonnegut's uh, Bacchanonism from uh, Cat's Cradle. Um, That's so funny. Yeah, and she, like, I don't know, I've seen her YouTube videos, and she's always kind of like, yeah, so let's... She just uh, she seems like she's on more than just weed. Like okay. she's taking like all the drugs. How did she time. get hired? I, she, I don't know. She shortage. I, I guess. I guess the teacher shortage. <laughs> um, anyway, so she was. She left. Yeah. Uh, slash was fired. Yeah. You know. Um, and so I joined in middle of the year, and so kids are. At, at my school, there's a hazing process. <laughs> um, but like student, like our students go through a lot of teachers. Yeah. Because this our school is a rural school, and rural schools have one of the highest, you know, need. Like I think it's like sixty-five percent of rural schools say that they have a teacher shortage. Um, and so I had this student who just fucking hated me for whatever reason. I think it's because I held her accountable for her actions. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so funny. I had a like the same kind of student (laughs) and like oh my god like this kid um Uh. failed my class every quarter and you know she would cry to me like can you raise my grade i I can't play volleyball unless i pass your class i'm like no no that's what failure is (laughs) um and so i i just i no matter what i did i could not get to that student um her, her and her mom were like, she kept like telling lies to her mom. <gasps> That's uh, the worst. About when like, the kids, oh yeah, like, this is what happened. Like it's this, not true. like um, he's um, like he hates me uh, because he hates women, and he's uh, he 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 favors the guys, and um, he's he's um, he's looking at me weird, like which no, fuck off. Uh, you're, That's you're, the worst. Yeah, like, manip- when kids are manipulative like, and they tell lies to their parents, their parents. Well, think the other kid right. was like, "That's that's the dumbest." Like. No one really liked this kid. Um, and one day, she... Fuck. Uh, she, um, like, it was during break, like, in between classes, because I had a block class. Mm-hmm. And she... Desperate for attention. So she left, and she never came back. Oh, she didn't come back. And mm-hmm. so I marked her as absent mm-hmm. for a period, I think it was two at the time. Uh, no, it was period three. Uh, and... I hear a knock at the door. It just, you know, it's a mm-hmm. like okay, whatever. Um, I go to the door. I open it up. No one's there. I'm looking around, and I look down. She's on the ground. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, what happened? Like, I fell down the stairs. Why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> really? Like, well, I knew that you hate me, so you're going to um, mock me absent. <laughs> I was like, if you fell down the stairs, you go to the clinic. What the heck? Go to the clinic. And I shut the door in her face. Oh my gosh. Um, and, you know, later than Wait, wait, wait. I mean, was she hurt? No, she's just, you know. Begging for attention. You know, yeah. And that was, I think, that was my, kind of like, my biggest failure is that I was never able to get this kid to, you know, learn anything. Like, they did, like, she learned nothing. But, and that's the thing, though. Sometimes some kids just, like, relationships are a two-way street, right? Right. And you, teachers try with everyone. And if they're very resistant, I mean, they have to make that effort, too. You know right. what I mean? If they want to learn, if they want to make that connection with you, teachers will, you know, make their effort with each student, but it's also on the students. I don't know. They also right. have to I mean, try. I, I I almost walked away from teaching after teaching that year. Okay. It was so bad. Because, yeah. like, a couple of, like, that student, plus I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have a mentor to help me. Well, I had yeah. a mentor. He just didn't do anything. Right. He was, my mentor was in the history department. I'm an English teacher, so, I mean, like, I mean, I, so, I mean, there, I would go home, like, on every day, and I would bring papers and notebooks, and I would carry these physical notebooks with me, because they didn't have computers at the time, you know, um, and, you know, I'd go home and I'd cry, because I, not, they were, weren't learning anything, a bunch of those kids failed, and they moved from, a, um, they moved to, you know, lower levels, so they moved from, like, twos to ones, or, like, from threes to twos. Um, it was just, it was a rough year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what's the last one? A funny story? Yeah. Funny story. Oh, God. Um, do I, what, I, I, oof. What funny story how? Like, like, what do you... In any way. Just, like, was there something way? funny that you did, or something funny that a student did? That was memorable. That was memorable. Um, the students didn't do anything funny? My students are fucking hilarious. I know. It's, like, it's hard <laughs> to pinpoint. It's hard. Um, I, I could tell you, like, um, oh, this is kind of funny. So I dance in the hallways doing in between classes because they play music in the hallways. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, I do my, my cool dance moves, which, you know. Of course. But, the, yeah, the Macarena. The lawnmowers and the... Yeah. You know, and, and, and all my kids um, were, were more... Um, we're a Title I school, so... Uh, we have uh, a lot of uh, impoverished students. And so they look at me and go, Mr., you are by far the, the whitest person we've ever seen in our life. <laughs> and I'm like, you're just jealous of my dance moves. Um, but because I do that... I, I now have random kids who dance in the hallway with me. That's so cool! And we have, in my little section of the hallway, it's just like a dance party every other period. That is actually a lot of fun. It is so much fun. Look because, at you. Yeah, like, you know, my, my Bring six... Bring in that fun work culture. I'll say this, my, my period six, seven, they're the best dances. Yeah? Sorry, sorry, one, two, and, and four, five. Um, you, you kiddos are lame dancers. They, like, you know, they're like... They, they really go for it, too. And there's, there's a camera right there. So, um, literally, 
yesterday. <laughs> well, no, there's a camera there, so like we got an email on Tuesday or Wednesday. Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Wednesday, we got an email. Like, we just want to thank Mr. Newton for constantly giving admin dance parties on the cameras. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's really we awesome. Appreciate, we appreciate you. Oh shit! Shit! I said my, I said my last name. <laughs> oh no! Oh, no! <laughs> Cut it out! Bleep it! <laughs> Um, what about you? Funny. Did you have any funny uh, stories when you were a teacher? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We um, a positive note like that. Um, do you want it from kindergarten or fifth grade? Oh, my God. Uh, either one is fine. You can't pick one because I can't pick one. Uh, I mean, kindergarten teachers always have the best stories. Uh, okay. Actually, through my fifth grade one. All right, tell the fifth grade one. Tell better, grade. but I have a funny kindergarten one, too. You tell the fifth grade one first. Okay. So, my... Ugh, that's hard because I actually there's a lot of funny ones in fifth grade, but I'll just tell you the the quicker one. So, um, this was the very end of the fifth grade year. We're like coming weeks to the end of school, and my so my kids are very chatty. You know, they're like summer's right around the corner, and so they're just like kind of antsy at the end of the year, and just it was just like this moment that a lot of my students were just very very chatty, and I, there is this time where, where I'm just like. Oh my gosh, you, go to work, you, go to work, you, go to work. Right, so the, the knocking on the desk, like, hey, pay attention. Yeah. yeah, and so I was like, okay, you, work, you, work, you, work. And then one of my students was like, work, 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 you do that, work, 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 work. <laughs> And he literally just breaks out in song, in like Rihanna's song, like, uh, song. And the class just roars in laughter. And I do too, I'm like, oh I start oh, yeah, laughing so hard oh my god but then what's so great is after everybody stops laughing it gets quiet because i'm literally just trying to get like people to stay on task and just like work quietly oh my god and then he does a joke every last and then it's like silence and then it's funny because i don't say anything because i think they're expecting me to be like okay let's keep it like this and stay focused but i'm like wait a second my student, by being funny, he, like, made the whole class be quiet. Right. Oh, my gosh. It's, you know? It was, like... It was effective. I was just, like... Right. And they, my students, like, knew that... So, especially fifth graders, that's, like, a, a big time where they start doing all those left-field comments, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so if they say, some, like, a comment or blurt out when they shouldn't be and they're trying to be funny... See, if they're not funny, I call them out. I'm like, right. that is not appropriate. That is not necessary. We're not doing that right now. Right, right. Um, but if they say something funny, and they ma- if they make me laugh, I'm like, bonus points. Right. <laughs> like, like, or pretty much they're off the hook. Right. If you make me laugh and you say something legit funny, you're off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that way sometimes, too. Though, I, I think with high school, it's a little bit different because they say things that are funny, but like... Uh, inappropriate. <sighs> Yeah, well, we're reading the mice and men, and there's some bad language in that book. Yeah. And so, like, oh, like, um, like they call women tots, which was like a slur back then towards mm. women, or like they say bitch or whatever. So, like, the kids would turn to each other, like, fuck you, tots. <laughs> like, uh. like, and just random, like, that's, or like, fuck you, pop tot. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, Okay, no, we can't say that. I mean, it's funny that you're replacing it with Pop Dog, but no, can't do that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I had a really great time talking to you. I did, too. 
Uh, we talked about the teacher shortage, why um, it's happening, and what we can do to bring on teachers again and right. retain, the good, retain the good ones. We also just shared a lot of problems in education and exchanged teacher stories, and I really enjoyed it. And I hope you listeners out there did too, and I hope you... Listen next time on Sit Down, Shut Up, and Listen.